welcome to the For Men Only podcast, where we want to encourage, instruct, and challenge you to be the best man you can become. Thanks for tuning in to this week's For Men Only podcast. My name's Pastor Brent, and I'll be your uh, podcaster today. And today I want to talk about the battle for the skull. And, you know, Joshua 1 8 says that the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth and you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and you will be successful. And as opposed to living a life helpless and hopeless, you know, our minds can be taken captive by the wrong thoughts. The children of Israel were easily overtaken in their minds. They struggled to see the kind of victory that the Lord had for them. And sometimes I think we're like that too. God's answer was to get them to meditate on his commands. He told Joshua to meditate on the word, you know, because, you know, the real battle is fought within the gray matter that's between our ears. I mean, how often did Jesus have to deal with his disciples concerning wrong thinking? He once told Peter, you have the mind of Satan, (laughs) you know, In Matthew 37, when Jesus uh, was not far from dying, it says they brought him to the place of a skull. And people who have been in Jerusalem and from a distance, when you look upon the hill where Jesus was crucified, it looks eerily like a human skull. Coincidence? I don't think so divinely inspired by God to reveal one of the main reasons why he died. You know, God could have chosen a place that looks like an eye or a heart, an arm, a foot, but he chose a skull, which I believe represents the human head. Jesus died to free our minds. Our minds are a central issue when it comes to salvation and freedom. And until our minds are set free, we're really not free at all. You know, we're saved, but we can still have wrong thinking. You know, we have salvation, but thoughts trouble us. They try to get us to do wrong. Francis Frangipane once said, a bondage is a house of thoughts. So we have to win this battle of the mind, and we cannot do it by pure willpower alone. God has given us a will, of course, yes, and it can endure and it can overcome too, but it gets wearied from standing for such a long time. What's needed is a renewing of our minds, a mind that has been subjected to the word of God, reinforced by it, strengthened it. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you shall be free. You'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter three. When Satan attacked Eve, you know, he didn't come with force. He didn't come with power, but he came with subtle mental manipulations that were meant to deceive and cause her to stumble. His weapons were to affect her thoughts, her patterns, her reasonings. And you know what? He does the same thing to us. And so we need to know the word of God. We need to have meditated on it and thought about it and memorized it and looked at it and studied it until we really understand the truth and and deception, truth and falsehood. You know, if we think about it, we often fight ourselves, but we are hopeless against the enemy without God's help, which is his word. That's why Ephesians 6 tells us that we are to take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, so that we can fight 
against these things that the enemy brings against us. So we've got to be willing to pick up that sword and enter the battle. And the word is the primary weapon by which we do spiritual warfare. Without it, we can't win. You know, we can't just sit here and say, uh, I don't like how I think, or I'm not thinking right, or, you know, I'm never going to, or I am useless, and so on and so forth. No, we've got to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and speak it forth. Change our thoughts. We've got to make God's, make God's thoughts our thoughts. Amen? And so Jesus did it when the enemy came to him and took him up on the mountain and all that to, to tempt him. Um, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to make bread. And what did Jesus do? He used the word of God. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then he was tempted again by the devil, took him up on a high place and said, if you're really the son of God, throw yourself down. Again, he spoke the word of God. Then the third temptation, he took him on a exceedingly high mountain and said, you know what? If you worship me, you can have all this stuff. And Jesus said, away with me. It is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So how did the enemy try to overcome the Messiah? Through half-truths, seductive offers, you know, lies, really. And Jesus knew the word. He spoke the word and he was able to push him aside. And so in 2 Corinthians 10, the battle is not carnal, but mighty through God, the invisible battle, to the pulling down of strongholds. They are spiritually discerned. That's why we need to learn how to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, to the obedience of the word of God. We can pull down mental strongholds by the word of God. So any thought, any argument, any kind of thinking that's not submitted to the higher authority of God can cause trouble in our minds. So we've got to know the truth of the word of God. And then by faith, we can overcome these things that come against us. In essence, and I know this might sound funny for some folks, but we need to be brainwashed. We need our minds washed out. You know, our minds are like computers. They need to be reprogrammed after we are saved. You know, we all have certain brain software problems, glitches, viruses that only the word can fix. The human brain is an amazing piece of work, but you know what? It can, it can be used against us if we, don't, if we allow it to. So by meditating on the word and by thinking about the word, renewing our mind, it will be a cure for what we think. It'll be a cure against anxiety, against fear, against lusts and weaknesses and doubt and unbelief and, you know, whatever the case may be. All these things come to try and steal God's life for us. Meditating in the word is the key to winning the battle of the skull. I'm telling you that. And so we don't have to be numb skulls anymore, you know, as we have been in our previous lives. All we've got to do is get in the word of God, surrender our prideful thinking, and, you know, that believes that, hey, I know better than God, I know better than the word, and let God have free reign. Some folks never get free because they just are not sure that the word of God is the absolute truth or not. Psalm 119, 59 says, I thought about your ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. It says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, 97 says, oh, how I love your law. 
It is my meditation all the day long. So you know what? It's settled. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is a two-edged sword. I'll tell you what. Each sword, each side of the sword has a unique purpose. One side cuts the enemy's thoughts out like a skilled surgeon, and the other heals our minds and our souls by thinking the truth. When my mom heard me swear as a kid, she tried to wash out my soap, my mouth, my soap. She tried to wash out my mouth with soap. So it's really important. And just like soap, the word of God reaches into the depths of our very beings, to the very center of our core thoughts, right to the right on the inside, and it divides right from wrong. Only the word can do that. It even goes into our subconscious levels where I don't think we're even aware of what we're thinking sometimes, but it exerts great influence, but only if it gets inside. You know, the word doesn't do any good sitting on a coffee table or in the backseat of your car. An unopened Bible is a useless Bible. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If we don't renew our minds, how in the world can we possibly fathom right from wrong or what's from the enemy and what's from God, what's, what's good and what's bad? We can't. We've got to renew our mind. And so we need to reprogram our minds. I know that sounds funny. Some people don't like that, you know, reprogramming or brainwashing. But the truth is God's thoughts can be our thoughts. His ways can be our, our ways. They're higher, of course, but we can come up to his way if we get in line with the word of God. Meditating on the word is key. If we put in the time to just let the word of God, you know, just like a cow, just, you know, chewing his cud over and over and over, rum, rum, ruminating, you know, just pulling that cut up of the word, the cud of the word of God and, and thinking about it, and it will change us. And then this battle for the skull will be a lot easier. You know, the battle, literally, guys, is right between your ears. What you think, what you allow in your head, we've got to bring every improper thought to obedience to a Christ. And so this is where our will works with our minds. They work together to do what each one by themselves cannot. You must have the will and the word together to take captive the thoughts that are contrary to God. So how do we do that? We meditate. We say, you know what? Today I'm going to meditate on this scripture. I'm going to think about this. We meditate on it day and night until it forms the right picture, the right image inside of us, and then we can act on it when the time comes. I guess it's a little like preparing for battle. You know, we don't meditate when the battle starts. We act. The meditation comes long before the battle begins. And if we haven't prepared we may not overcome the bondages or strongholds or attacks of the enemy. And our own frail and futile thoughts will, 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 will come against us. They'll hinder us. So we've got to be ready. Jesus' blood ran on the ground from that giant skull of a hill that he was killed upon. And we must do everything we can to take hold of this reason for why he gave his life. And one of those reasons was to give us the power of God to help us overcome the struggles in our minds. Listen, guys, you don't have to stay in bondage in your mind. You don't have to be subject to the enemy's thoughts anymore. You don't even have to be subject to your own thoughts anymore. 
We have something powerful. We have the word of God at our disposal. So I want to encourage you guys today. Take the battle for your mind seriously today. How? By meditating on the word of God. Read the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Hear the word of God like you are today. If you're listening to this podcast, that's exactly what you're doing. And you know what? God's going to bless you for it. So I'm going to close there. I'm going to end there. And, you know, I'm just going to pray for you. Father, I pray for every man listening to this podcast, Lord, that they are in the battle for the skull. And, Lord, I pray that you would help them. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that your spirit would help them take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, to overcome all their negative thoughts and wrong thoughts, doubtful thoughts, fearful thoughts, or whatever the case may be. And, Lord, I pray for every man that their minds would be renewed by the word of God. So, guys, take the initiative, meditate in the word of God, and the victory will be yours. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this four-man-only podcast. I pray that you would encourage others and tell others about this podcast. Share it with other people. Share it on Facebook. Share it on other social platforms. And let the word get out. They're short. These are short podcasts, but they're designed to help every man become the best that they can be. Till next time, I'm Pastor Brent. God bless. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Share it with a friend or a family member and get the word out there. If you would like some more content, please join our Facebook page, Four Men Only, or subscribe to the newsletter, which is on the Faith Alive Family Church's website, fafc.ca, and click the link. Now let's become the men God has called us to be.